In the Bollywood movie Three Idiots, there's a compelling quote that goes. Which means when your friends get a bad test result, you feel bad. When your friends get a better test result than you do, you feel worse. Can you resonate? I can. Especially one of my best friends in Guinea got accepted into a master's program at Peking University, which is a top tier university in China, equivalent to Oxbridge in the UK or Ivy League in the States. Of course, the moment I heard about this great news, I felt really happy for her. I felt thrilled for her success, especially after seeing how much effort she put into the application process. However, in the quiet corners of my mind, a question popped up: Was I? Could I be a smidge jealous of her? Welcome to another episode of the Talkie of Our Twenties podcast, the place where we navigate our way through this exciting but often confusing decade together. I'm your friend Kitty, as in Hello Kitty. Before I give you my answer, let's see what indeed is jealousy. The research says that jealousy is not merely an emotion, but also a narrative or story we tell ourselves. Jealousy arises when we compare our narrative with someone else's, perceiving theirs as more successful or happier. If you ever feel this kind of a little bit jealous, a little bit envy of someone else, there are four things that you should know. Let's start with life is not a pie. Growing up, we've all been fed this lie that. Life is a pie. Bear with me here. Imagine this big, juicy, maybe delicious, or maybe not pie. You feel like it's limitless. If someone else takes a slice, then you have one less slice you can take. And once the pie is gone, it's gone. That's how we tend to view success. Like there's only so much of it in this world to go around. When I was in middle school, for example, our math teacher would rank us in every test, from the highest score in the class to the lowest score, and we were categorized into four squads. Squad one, of course, is the top twelve students in the class who score the highest, and we have squad second, third, fourth. Obviously, it's an honor to be in the first squad and a shame to be in the last one. And there were only limited places in the first squad. We had um forty forty six sorry forty eight students in the class, so only twelve can get into the first squad. And if someone else takes up a place there, you might not get into the first squad. So in this case, my friend gets a huge slice of the pie with her acceptance into Peking University. A weird thought is that. Oh, she takes that pie. She takes that opportunity, so that you cannot go. You are left with less pie. Sound familiar? Well, here's the truth, though. Life is not a pie. There's not just one pie for everything. Instead, picture a bakery filled with infinite pies, enough for everyone, enough for every area, every field in this world. Life doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. 
my friend going into Peking University doesn't take away from my chance to shine. I have a completely different plan for life after graduation from her. So just because her stage is in Beijing, doesn't mean there isn't one waiting for me somewhere else. There is enough pine for everyone, everything in this world. Moving on, you haven't seen it all. Now let's talk about something else we tend to overlook when we are busy with green-eyed monsters: the unseen effort. One of the main reasons I don't envy my friend is that I know exactly how much effort she made in order to get into her dream school. Back in university, our dorms were in the same area in, on the campus, so we share a communal study room. Which feels like our second home. That study room will open throughout the nights, and it was our battlefield where we wrestled during finals or competitions or student work, you name it. After the teaching building and library closed their doors at night, the study room is where you would find my friend and me. And boy, were those nights long! As the hours rolled by, it would just be my friend, me, and some other girls fighting for their master's entrance exam. Everyone else had caught it a night, but not us. I know how late she stayed up reciting the textbook before the finals. I know how many practices she went through before she won the first place in English competition. I know how packed her summer breaks were with study tours, volunteering, and internships. When we are jealous, we often underestimate the sweat, blood, and even tears that go into someone's success. We see the offer letter, but we don't see the endless hours she's dedicated to her studies. We see the end result, but not the journey. We see the harvest, but not the sea and its growth. She didn't just luck into her success; she had earned it through the countless hours of work she put in, while others were maybe、mm, sleeping and having fun. But which is totally fine. You should have some, maybe lots of fun when you are young, right? But I'm not saying you shouldn't get enough sleep as well. It's me being very cautious here. It's just a journey of grit and tenacity that I was fortunate enough to witness. Firsthand, when we're jealous of someone, our inner voice is normally like, "They don't deserve it. They don't deserve the the awesome partner. They aren't even that good looking. They don't deserve such a high GPA. They don't have a high IQ. They don't deserve so many job offers. Their educational background is just so average." What we cannot see is the patience they are pouring into building that relationship day by day. What we cannot see is the textbooks they've scrammed full of notes, page by page. What we cannot see is the internships they've hustled through while others are enjoying their summer holidays or playing teamy in their dorm. Even if it's between some people who are so close to each other, like me and my friend, there still must be so much effort. That I haven't seen, not to mention strangers. When it comes to people we don't even know, our jealousy can blindside us. Picture this: you see a champ up on the stage, cup held high, and you're thinking, "I want to be that person on the stage." 
But are you seeing the countless days of growing training that led to that moment? Are you willing to go through the same thing that that person went through before you get there? And here's a reality check: most of the time, we don't want to walk the same tough path they did. We are eyeing the end result, the glory, the applause, but the blood, sweat, and tears part—not so much. We often just want the reward without the work. But as they say, nothing worth having comes easy. All right, now let's flip the coin and let's learn how to say, "I am so jealous of you." You know, jealousy doesn't always have to be a a villain in the movie. In fact, it can be the spark that fires up your engines. When that tinge of jealousy hits, it's like your subconscious is shining a spotlight on the areas where you need to level up, and recognizing this will spur you into action. This brings to mind an insightful TED Talk, "Befriending Jealousy," which the speaker talked about two concepts. Evil envy and joyful jealousy sounds intriguing, right? What is evil envy? It's when you start viewing those who are outpacing you, who are better than you, as your enemies, as your components. You're only satisfied when you see them stumble. You feel a boost in happiness only when their joy diminishes. Not exactly the path we want to thread on, is it? But here's another concept: joyful jealousy. This is where the magic happens. This kind of jealousy acts as a motivator. It pushes you forward. It encourages you to reach for more. With joyful jealousy, the spotlight isn't on others; it's on yourself. You acknowledge your shortcomings, and that's empowering. When you're experiencing joyful jealousy, you dive into some deep introspection. You begin asking yourself some challenging questions like, "Am I pushing myself hard enough? Am I proactive enough? Am I dreaming big enough?" It's similar to a study from Yale University. It explored benign envy, which is akin to our joyful jealousy, and research finds that it can motivate people to improve themselves and reach the level of those they envy. On the other hand, Malicious envy, which is also evil envy, in our example, might lead to negative actions to bring others down. For instance, consider one of my old schoolmates, who's now a big shot data scientist at Amazon New York, working on machine learning. When I ponder on her achievement, it's not about, "Oh man, she's so good, she made it to Amazon." Nope. It's more like, "Wow." If someone from a similar background as me can make it to biggest like fan, then maybe, just maybe, I can too. Or imagine this: you come across someone who's absolutely nailing it in podcasting. <laughs> Instead of letting yourself think, "Damn, they're so good, I can't possibly reach their level," flip it. Think, "Wow, they've got such a deep understanding of this." Podcasting thing. I wonder if they share some of their strategies or tips on how to grow my podcast. Jealousy isn't intrinsically bad. An article titled "The Green-Eyed Monster: How to Deal with Jealousy on Psychology Today" suggested that acknowledging and accepting feelings of jealousy is a normal part of human experience. 
Talking about these feelings with a trusted friend and exploring underlying insecurities can be helpful in dealing with jealousy. So, let's really start rethinking jealousy. Let's learn to say, "I'm so jealous of you," and you inspire me to believe that one day, I could become you. Now here's a curveball. There's a bit of a snag with the third point that I just raised about joyful jealousy. About all it can do is motivate us to improve. You see, in reality, not everything we might feel jealous about can be improved with a bit of elbow grease or a new approach. Take me as an example. I'm a bit on the short side, like very short. And I vividly remember、um, my high school PE teacher one day said to us, everyone on the class, not just me, of course. <laughs>、um, she says, "From that year on, we would never grow vertically; we will only grow horizontally." What can I say? Thank you. This means no matter how much I might envy the supermodels and their long and attractive and Just attractive legs. Sorry, I'm having the image on my mind now. I'm never gonna see myself in a catwalk, and you know what? That's absolutely fine. As one of my favorite YouTubers, Lavender, once said, "Focus on what you can control. You can't control what people and events that are happening around you. Things that are out of your control are not your area to worry about." But I'll let you in on a secret. Through this entire episode, you might feel like I was not jealous of my friend at all. But the fact is, I did get jealous towards my friend, not because of the university, but because of the program she was accepted into.、Um, I don't know how to translate that program name properly in English, but basically, it's about teaching English to foreigners. In Chinese, it's called 对外汉语教育 And that's a field I've always been really interested in. When I was applying to my、um, undergrad university, I had actually considered that major and was willing to attend a lower-ranked school just to study that program, just to study that major. And that's because I feel like that major is a perfect fit for me. I mean, I mean, I was really good at English and Chinese、uh, back in middle and high school. Sometimes I rank top one in the entire grade, which is still one of my biggest life achievement. Which also means I don't have that many achievement to show off later in life. Anyways, I aced these two subjects at school. So teaching Chinese, teaching Mandarin to in English to foreigners is just a perfect way for me to use my strength, and also it's it's a meaningful thing to share my culture with the rest of the world. I thought I wouldn't have any chance to do that if I don't do that major. However, during my first job, our company had a language club. During my first job, though, our company had a language club in which people from、um, different cultures can teach their mother tongue to other people in the company, and I volunteered to teach Mandarin to my coworkers. It was an absolute dream come true. 
And I realized that I didn't need to study it formally. I didn't need to go through the entire degree to share my passion for it or to start teaching. And that's when I knew it's so hard to pronounce the four tones in Chinese, right? It's really hard. Yeah. Remember, jealousy can sneak up and steal your joy if you let it. The next time you spot this unwelcome guest, remember, those who can't stand to see the success of others will never experience. Your own. Thank you for listening. This is today's episode for the Tokyo of Our Twentieth podcast. If you like what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is also called Tokyo of Our Twentieth. Or if you think someone else can benefit from today's content, feel free to share it with them. It helps others find us and join our little community. And you can also follow this podcast on Instagram, which is also called Tokyo for Our Twenties. Have a good rest of your day. I'll see you in the next episode.